0: Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. I'm Lucas, and today we are in Hebrews chapter two. Uh, Lucas, you had some thoughts. Just you know, again, interpreting the Bible is a should be a careful and diligent practice because yeah. we want to rightly divide God's Word mm-hmm. uh, and not fall into error, right? So, what what's one of the principles uh, of hermeneutics that you kind of see happening in this? uh, Letter slash sermon.
1: Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're looking, so we're in Hebrews chapter two. I'm looking right now at verse six, mm-hmm. and it says it has been testified somewhere, and then you see it's kind of different. It's kind of a different format, or you know, like they spaced it out a little bit differently. It
0: looks like they're quoting something, yeah. or it's in bold, maybe, in some of your Bibles.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I've got the letter M mm-hmm. uh, by what? What is man? And so I go down here. I mean, I've, I've done this a few times, so I know I go down in the bottom right corner, I've got a list of verses that are kind of tied to, you know, the verses that are on the page here. And so, very quickly, I match up that M, and I'll see that that is actually a citation from Psalm eight verses four through six. And so that's just one little, little deal. And all of a sudden you'll start to see, Oh, he does it again in verse 12. He does it again in verse 13 and again in verse 13. I mean, he does it two times in one verse. And so, I mean, a good practice is if you've got like a cross-reference Bible or a study Bible or anything, you know, this isn't even a study Bible I have here. It's just got very small little notes. But if you see that, that the author is thought it was so important to cite from another part of scripture, you know, Put, put your finger here in this in this text and then flip over and read what he was citing. Read the whole psalm to get a little bit more of the context. If you go back and read Psalm 22, which I think is cited in verse uh, 13 or something, right around there, you'll see it's one of the most Christological, one of the most uh, uh, high praise uh, psalms of the one who is to come. And now has. this, au- this <laughs> author is getting to talk about the one who has come, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's really cool. It, I mean, it is the book of Hebrews is soaked with the old testament and and so we would be good bible readers and interpreters if again we're just always flipping back and forth and seeing that that unified story throughout
0: which kind of goes back with his verse one you know god has spoke uh through the fathers and the prophets in different times and in different ways right and then we see him actually exercise that uh and reveal that throughout the sermon here uh so yeah good good practice is to uh, look back at the texts that are being cited throughout a letter or any other of the New Testament writings. Uh, but we we wanted to focus in, we want to give you that nugget, but we also wanted to focus in really on verses 14 through 18. Uh, do you want to read that? Sure.
1: So I'm, I'm pulling from the ESV. I'm sorry. Uh, this is uh, the one I grabbed on my way out. Sinner. No, I'm <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's always good to compare. So if you're reading the CSB, just kind of see how the words might be a little different and, uh, investigate further in verse 14, it says, since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil and deliver all those who fear, who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he had to be made like his brother in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of god to make propitiation or atonement or atonement for the sins of the people for because he himself has suffered when tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted
0: yeah so this we we see the first theme uh brought up here uh of the theme of the high priest right mm-hmm. and we're going to see that a, a lot throughout this uh, sermon the, the theme of the high priest of jesus you know, like we, we say, Jesus had three offices, right? He was a prophet, he was a priest, and he was a king. Mm-hmm. And we, we see the the priestly work of Christ really flushed out throughout this uh, sermon in Hebrews. Um, but, you know, th- what's important, I think, uh, for us to cling to is, is a couple things. One, how Jesus's humanity uh, enables him to be a... Um, a mediator for us in the in the work of atoning for our sins. And then how that the implications of that that work uh, are fleshed out in our everyday life as we are being tempted uh to sin, right? So how does Jesus's holy humanity and also his holy divine <laughs> divinity, how does that help the Christian today, how, how do, what are the implications for that for us?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, when, when you talk about, I mean, you, you almost have to break them apart, even though, you know, Jesus didn't break them apart. Yeah,
0: he was those things simultaneously. Yeah. But right? I mean,
1: I, I would say holy humanity. The the first thing there is we get to look maybe at, like at the, the last verse, verse mm-hmm. 18, we get to see someone who suffered while he was tempted and, and say, man, I've been tempted. I've yeah. suffered in my temptation and yet in his humanity, in his manness, um, he didn't sin. I mean, yeah. he was actually able to to resist temptation. I mean, uh, I think C.S. Lewis once talked about how he resisted temptation more than anyone else has ever been able to because right. he was able to do it completely, fully, you know, when the temptation never stopped. Yeah. Um, and then, but, you know, so so I think we can very easily say, okay, well, I can identify, I guess, more with the, the holy humanity. I can't do that with the holy divinity. But in a way... We're able to take hope in that because we're saying, this is God who was doing this on our behalf. And also, because there was a divine aspect, because there was a a completely pure and and godlike and different than us aspect to Jesus, he was able to to be a priest in a way that we never could yeah. you know so when we talk about one drop of his blood being worth infinite uh, amounts of, of sacrificial blood or anything like that we, we say we do that because of his divine nature yeah. so his humanity and his divinity together should give us um comfort but also hope uh in yeah. in the finality in the totality of what he did on our behalf
0: yeah yeah totally I, you know you think about um jewish background here um, you know, on the Day of Atonement, uh, they would uh, shed the blood of uh, the lambs, right, to offer forgiveness of sins. That would be good, essentially, for a year, and yeah. then have to do it again. Uh, but what we see in in Jesus's full humanity and his full divinity is that he has a he provides a once and for all atonement for sins. So those who put our faith in Jesus, we have been forgiven. Uh, by the blood of the Lamb, and that is secure, right? That's where the hope comes from, right? So we may we may be tempted, we may even sin, but because of His work, we have been fully forgiven, right? We we can't lose that; <laughs> it covers us. Yeah. Uh, but in a in a in a very practical sense, man, we are always being tempted, and I think oftentimes we look to the help of other things to resist the work of the enemy. And what the author of Hebrews tells us is that because of this aspect of Christ, he is able to help us today when we are tempted. So it gives us a place to run during that temptation. It reminds me of 1 Corinthians 10 13, who says, Nothing that has come upon us is uncommon to man, but God is faithful. He will provide a way of escape when we are tempted, right? Uh, This is Jesus's faithfulness being expressed to us today that when we are tempted, a way of escape is provided. And that way of escape is Christ himself. He's able to help. So when you are tempted today, because it will happen, whether it's in your thought life or in your actions, um, where will you run? Uh, Will you run to the one who's actually able to help you? Or will you look to your own strength and power to resist? Because you're fighting outside of your weight class if you're looking to your own power. Mm -hmm. So those are some things to consider as you go about your weight today. That's the breathe in. Lucas, you want to breathe out in prayer? For sure.
1: Uh, Father, we, um, we're we so, so excited to study your word. It's such a blessing that you have given uh, to us. God, we pray that when we read your word, we remember um, the fact that, that we are not reading um, just one individual uh, story or verse, but it's one greater story where mm-hmm. um, where you created, uh, we rebelled, you saved, and, and a new creation is is on the way. Um, God, it, it's amazing to see how you stitch your Bible together, and, and, and it's just one massive story. Help us to be enthralled with that story, um, to be encouraged by that story um, when we go out and face temptation. When we go out and face those moments where our greed, our anger, our sloth, any, any of those things try to boil up in us and, and pull us away from, from you and, and, and make us miss the mark. Help us to remember that we have a high priest who, who was tempted much greater than we could ever even know and yet did so without sin Um, Let us be encouraged by that, um, and let us just uh, rest in your love today. Mm -hmm. Father, we love you. We trust you. We
0: pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Hebrews chapter 3.